Hills in beautiful downtown North Hollywood. It's the Me and Marcus Show. Hey, Mike. Chelsea. We're doing it. So why are why is a twenty six year old and a fifty three year old doing this podcast? Uh, What's your from, take on that? Apart from it's been my dream for years. Um, well, that's the most important thing for you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad I can help assist. So stoked to like finally. I could be, be your. Uh, is that a point man? What is that on the f- basketball court? Point I stopped, guard. Point guard. I could be your point guard. Wingman. I could be your wingman if you decide to break up with Roy and you go up <laughs> dating. <laughs> I can't even imagine the uh, thought of that. <laughs> like, I just point to you standing over at the bar with a drink in your hand. Yeah, hey, uh, she's there. available. <laughs> but you got to meet up to some really high expectations because the dude she was just with was a good friend of mine. It was incredible. And he's an ultimate badass across the board. Oh. They would all cower. You'd have to come back to your knees on Roy and beg him I, I don't for forgiveness. Think, yeah, I don't think anyone could compare. I, I got to tell you something. Compare. The reason why I'm doing this, and what a perfect segue, is because I want to shatter these ideas that that put millennials in a box. Because mm. between you mm. and Roy, I mean, I just met you, but I could already see that you're a hustler. Yes. Our friend Pat. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> who I love, who's really extremely talented on a shitload of levels. Uh, my friend Max, who helped me write Marcus and Company. Nice. Um, and a lot of friends I have are millennials or not even in that area. I don't know what the age groups are anymore. I don't even know. But we share in our creativity and I get to share my experiences of being a guy that's been on the planet for 53 years. Yeah, dude. Out here just killing it. Making shit happen. Yes. And I've been getting plenty of help from my friend, the millennials. Yes, we are here. We have arrived. We have taken over. Not really. Mike and the Millennials. <laughs> it's my new band. It's going to be like Mike and the Mechanics, but worse. What genre is this? Um, it would be the cheesy, shitty genre of music that you uh, would hear on Jack FM if that station still even exists. So like butt rock? Worse. Oh, worse than frat no. rock. <laughs> frat rock. Frat rock. Well, welcome to me and Marcus. I'm me. I'm Marcus. Awesome. Well, uh, happy National Pistachio Day. Yeah. You know, you had that in your notes, and it's funny. Yeah. I was a sober companion for one of the biggest pistachio... I shouldn't even say this. That was a while ago. (laughs) Please say it. One of the biggest pistachio field owners... Is it Fields? I guess so. His son. And I rolled around with him, and he was a... This was before Trump was... Trumpy. Trump was elected, and he was already a huge Trump fan, originally from New York. Fancy. Hated black people. For sure. Uh, hated pretty much all races. Mm. And I was just around him to make sure he didn't kill himself with drugs, but by the end of the day, I was hoping he would kill himself with drugs. Yeah. Is he still alive and kicking? I don't know. Mm. This was a long time ago. So they own pistachio fields. Yeah. Pistachio fields forever. forever. You know how much water it takes to grow pistachios and almonds and all that you shit? You know what? I've heard, but I don't know the, like, the exact science behind it. I don't know the exact amount of water, but it takes a lot. So think about that for next time. Uh, almond. Yeah, for an almond. And, and people think, are out here drinking almond milk like right, it's just, just gonna growing say on trees. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, by the way, it's not milk. Okay? Let's keep milk to things that actually milk. Almond 
liquid. It's almond water. That just gets all like flaky <clears throat> in your coffee and it's disgusting. It, the, the real stuff does. You're right. Um, it's also National Personal Chef Day. Personal Chef Day? National Personal Chef Day. It's only in America would you have such a fucking fakakta holiday. Yeah. Who the hell? Because we all have personal chefs and we got it. So the, do they get a day off? You know what? They should. Who cooks on uh, National Chef's Day? Anyone but a chef. So I'm supposed to go out of my way to be nice to a personal chef today? Is that my it's like game? I don't have pistachios and I don't have a personal chef with me at all. So Okay, I've let's not throw those two together. Celebrate. I don't want to throw those two together. Uh. Pistachios, we can just get right up the street at 7-Eleven. And also, um, happy national first day of our podcast day. Which I think is more important than any of the other so Seriously, that's issues. the greatest holiday of today. We discussed this last week, and we're sitting here doing this this week. And I'm a curmudgeonly old fucking piece of shit, and I judge everything to and fro wherever I go. You like that? I, ooh, just but then I realized the that Chelsea's really rad. She's like me. She's recovered from some really horrific shit that she's happened, that's happened in her life, from Hi. what I know. And why not? Talk about some of those things and some of the other things, like current events. You had some stuff that you pulled up. Yeah. I, I know what's been up. You definitely know what's been I up. I literally wrote out of my nose, what's been up? Okay, so the Fergie <laughs> National Anthem, I only heard this morning, but it wasn't her. <laughs> it was the girl the actual from... thing? Oh, yeah, it's horrific. We got to play it. Please don't. We... Oh, All right, we'll God. play... We'll play like soundbite. It's like a soundbite. Find the worst part. No worry yet. I'm like, it's what? So it's really over the top. It sounds like somebody who's desperately trying to stay relevant. It's amazing. Like I, I saw it. God bless. God bless her. I saw God bless it Fergie and, like, and all of her skills and her six Grammys. This isn't about that. Like We're just talking about one thing about you know uh, her performance. Oh, we just got to play it. This oh, thing. Oh, Fergie. Fergie, Fergie National. Please don't do anthem. this to me. We're going to play, like, the, oh, her husband's out here defending her. Of so course. That's no, that's her ex-husband who probably needs to go to CODA if Wait, he's stepping split? up. Or maybe he's trying to stay relevant. All right. I think this is it. Exes can try to stay relevant, too, you know. Oh, for sure. It's not just the bad performer. It's the person who steps up. I'm waiting for this video to pop up. Any news is good news. Oh, of course when there's you're an ad. Right? The YouTube, man. Hey, take it easy. No, I don't want YouTube red. Oh, yeah, you have, uh, you're from that whole... Italiano, hospitaliano. Fergie singing. It's number one. <laughs> it's the number one keyword that people are searching wow. for Fergie. See? So that's good. You know it's, it's all about good. relevance, folks. No matter what. Star Spangled Banner is an acclaimed singer, songwriter, actress, and eight-time Grammy Award winner from Hacienda Heights, California. Wow. Bet you didn't Fergie. know that. Fun fact. Hacienda Heights. Can you Did this come with a strip act or? Getting real sexual with it. What? What's so Sorry, is that a drum circle in the back? And what's great is like all the all the basketball players are trying so hard not to laugh. God bless them. I mean, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I 
weird when people take like a national anthem and turn it into their thing. Right. Like it's selfish. not about America. This is about me and my act. Like this is my moment, and I'm gonna ruin it. Right. <laughs> I will not be selfless in singing of the anthem. Okay, turn it off. I'm fucking, I got a headache from my bullshit. Like, Draymond Green just, like, loosened it at the end. I wonder, this is my favorite part. All right. Oh, my God. Ready? All right, I'm okay, it that off. sounds like somebody so that. who just got pulled out of a mental institution to sing the Star Spangled Barrier. The memes Barrier. that are made for this video have me on the ground laughing. Oh, I can't. Where am I? I want off this planet. Is there another Tesla leaving the planet? Seriously? Can I get in the trunk of a Tesla that's leaving the planet? Is that okay? And so essentially, she wrote an, uh, an apology statement after, after See, this that I don't, released. See, that See, she shouldn't have done that. You always stand by your guns. Do not apologize for anything. She has weakness. She did not. <laughs> I think in this case it does. She said, I would have said, sorry. you know what? That's the way I wanted to do it. Fuck all y'all. Right? Anybody else want me to sing some shit for Own their- Own that shit. I'd be, what I'd have my agent doing is shopping me around the world. What other national anthems can I sing? Right. China, are you available? Can I sing the closing ceremony for Korea? Right. You want me to hack up yours? I got you. You know what I mean? I got you. Come on. Hey, Mike, name a city. Uh, The Bronx. The Bronx. Great choice. What else is going on? So who's the girl from Saturday Night Live who did the... The funniest oh, what's version name? of this. What's her name? It's really mm, one of the most Mara? talented what's women. It starts with an M. And I saw this this morning when I was I out walking up. the dog. Right. They did it on SNL, and then they cut to the news broadcasters, and they're just like, um, all deadpan and ready to slit their wrist the long way. <laughs> um, My dog's trying to jump up. And that's part of the brainwashing. <laughs> And that's, subliminal. Not, that's not Mike breathing. That's my dog sm- sniffing. Thank you. I, but I am a mouth breather, but it's not that bad. <laughs> it's that thing that keeps you coming back. Keep coming back. Doesn't I love the smell of gas. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Gas smells so good. And not a fart gas, like no, a gas that goes know, into your car. Not methane gas. Do you remember the light and what was it, gold member? Everybody loves the rum brand. <laughs> yeah, that. Come on, that was some of the best shit ever. Whatever happened to that dude? Did you know, twenty six years what ago, to Michael Myers, man. Is that I think name? he's just chilling. Is it Mike Myers? Mike Myers. I'm sorry, I fell into the Halloween fucking hole for a minute. Mike Myers, not Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Um, um, yeah, Mike. Mike Myers, Austin Powers. I think he's just chilling nowadays. I haven't. I haven't seen his face. I haven't in seen hide nor hair of that cat. Um, it's been a hot minute. Did you know 26 years ago, Wayne's World was released? 26 years ago. You yesterday. know what? You're right. 1992. I'd been back in L.A. for two years. I totally remember after probably a year or two of them doing that on Saturday Night Live that it became a legit move. I e. was a year old. Wow. Isn't that special? Wow. Mike, name a country. Um... Wu-Tangville. Wu-Tangville. Ain't none to fuck with. Hey, 
If anyone's wondering why I, why I keep asking him to name a city or name a country, we're going to do a Mad Lib here in a bit. I know. So it I'm sounds cheesy and nerdy, but I'm going to go with it. It's going to be great. Because I was doing Mad Libs when I was nine, and then when she mentioned that, I was like, all right, Chelsea. I'm so showing my Grandpa's going to play your little game. <laughs> So, Curmudgeonly, Grandpa's gonna play a game. Fine. I can't. I can't even. I'm not even gonna try it. I'm not even gonna. You try have to be it. old to do really old voices. You could do old voices, but yeah, you start I, getting rusty vocal cords, and you can do that. Oh, God damn it! What the hell? I think I have to be like a man to even do anything lower than. Uh, yeah. It maybe sounds like I'm maybe in pain. have to lop off your ovaries. Yeah, it sounds like I'm in pain that way. You need to take some testosterone. That's for a different discussion that we're not going um, to about. Yeah, you know, whatever you have to do, just let uh, somebody become an adult before you make a choice for them. Don't you let know, them be six years old and force hormone blockers, but I won't get right. into that. I mean, not my like, business. What if they change hey, do their whatever mind. the fuck you want with your kid. Right. Seriously, do whatever you want. Go ahead and enforce anything you want on your kid. Who am I to say? I don't even have kids. Mm. You know, whatever you want to do to your kid, it's ain't my motherfucking business, but I don't have to agree with it. Hello. Bodie chooses what she wants to be. She sure does. She told me she's a she, and I'm rolling with it, even though she has a dude's name. If you could see Bodie's head, she's looking at you like you're a mental patient. That's and she most says you have day. no choice but to let me choose the dog that I am. That's most of the day for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at me often like, isn't "Where is my pets, food?" Isn't it sad that most pets are way more sane than their owners? Oh, for sure. But they just can't drive or handle money. Otherwise, we'd be fucked. Oh my god, I got the best. Com- like it was like a you know a weird compliment the other day. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna face you a little bit. So Good. the other night we had uh, people over for poker. And oh, nice. Bodie was here and she was like stoked to like meet all, all the new people. And this dude, I, uh, you like a legit poker game going on here? Yeah, we do. Do the authorities poker. need to be alerted? No, 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 no. It's, okay. it's clean. It's not okay. Molly's game shit. Okay. Um, so he said, Wow, your dog's so chill. Do you know that, um, dogs take after their, the personality of their owners. So if she's chill, you must be chill. It's like, for sure I'm chill. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm not crazy I'm or not anything. A, yeah, I have yeah. a wonderful past. Yep, yep. Great upbringing. Great life. Great life. Nothing weird about Extremely me. Extremely supportive family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Yep. That's, that's when we get into some time. inner child work, everyone. Hey. We're going to have you swallowing tonkas. Joy Fear. is not the absence of pain. <laughs> that's right. That is that's true. <laughs> yes, that's right. Courage is not the absence of fear. No. And there's, there's no such thing as you can't have faith and fear. We've even heard this shit where people say, you can't be in fear and faith at the same time. Oh, really? Like, what are you Follow saying? me down to MacArthur Park and hope that the crack <laughs> dealer's there. I'll show you faith and fear at the same fucking time. <laughs> you like it's that one? It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> It's like people and their like cliches. Uh, the cliches. Let me tell you something. Twelve step cliches Ugh. are the worst. They're the worst. You know, act as if. Act as if what? I'm not insane. No thanks. Think, think, think. That wrong That's thing. That's all I do. That's all I do. All I do. Is but the worst, even beyond that, the worst slogan of all time would have to go to Nancy Reagan's "Just Say No." 
Just say no. Yeah, how do you tell me to just say no when I've got a fucking $75 a day heroin habit? Right, and then Jim Carrey comes out with the yes man. There you go. What the heck? Fun fact, in uh, fifth grade, we did that D.A.R.E. program, and uh, we had to write an essay, and I won the essay. And so I'm, like, reading it in front of the entire school. Like, I am just going to say no to drugs and alcohol. Look at you. Look at me now. When I was 11 years old, it was on and popping, y'all. Right? I think I was was 13. 13. We started early. But a lot of people started early, right? That night was a shit show. I had braces. I was hammered, and I thought it'd be a good idea to try dip. So the dip just got all up in my braces. Ah, I love it. It was awful. That's great. It's just amazing. You know, like, oh, okay. So I found. If you're blaming people for not having money, I really want you to look at what's going on in your mind of under earning and debting. Mm. That's a little PSA. Sorry. Side sidebar. Please go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. PSA. Oh, I found this. This. Speaking of not having money, (laughs) I found (laughs) this news article. It's a, the headline is like so clickbait because I'm like, ooh, this is amazing. From homeless to celebrity PR agent in just two years. Get the fuck out of How here. How incredible is that? Where is that? For a few months in early 2016, Kiki Ayers had nowhere to live. She was homeless. She was homeless. And now she's like this huge celebrity PR agent in just two years. That wow. just goes to show you can turn your life around anytime. That's what I'm trying to do. Still. I think you're way ahead of the game from homeless. Oh, it's actually in Forbes magazine, so there must have some validity to it. Yeah, imagine like I thought the onion was like real news. <laughs> did you really at one point? I did actually. No way. There was one point before I embarrassingly found out that on the onion, I was like, oh my God, have you seen this? And, and they're like, this, folks, <gasps> is the problem in America. <laughs> People yeah, think like the that The Onion or pretty too. much any news is real. To, to you know what? My... Good honor. Look at this girl. Ayers Publicity. I got to get a hold of her. I need somebody to help me with my book. Yeah, she's killing it. It's the C- uh, CEO too. of Ayers Publicity. Beautiful woman. Just wonderful. Wow. She's done events for that. She's wonderful. Wow, man. I she looks she so was young. homeless from drugs and drinking or just probably single mom. Wait, she's like 18, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Wait a second. I'm pretty sure she's like 18. That's amazing. Good on you. That's real shit. Listen, if you show up and you have a third of the drive Mm. and the audacity. Audacity. And the wherewithal and even a modicum of talent because we see what's going on in mainstream these days. You can do this. Don't let anybody tell you different. Me, I was just stuck in a world of do-nothingness for many, many years and didn't yeah. give a shit about anything. Yeah. And then when I cleaned up, sobered up, I was like, you know what? I got to hone some of these goddamn skills. I'm saying. You know what I'm saying here? No, I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yes, that was some a cultural appropriation. No, I'm saying. And too fucking bad if you That's have a like problem with it. So I live in America. I'm going to borrow from everything and everywhere. Yeah. Because I'm a white man. I have no culture and I'm filled with guilt and shame and I'm borrowing your shit. That shame is the worst. I am not filled with any guilt and shame, nor do I carry a fucking, what is it? Should I carry shame and guilt for what happened to other people over no, the last not yours. 500 years? No, it's not yours. That's How about theirs. this? How about that's racist if I do that? 
Yeah. And how about I feel bad because my ancestors did something to you? It's like caretaking. So let me let me treat you inauthentically based on shame and guilt and taking on the pain of my ancestors that has absolutely fucking nothing to do with me. This is why Coda exists. That's that means me. I should be mad at all Germans for what they did. Well, actually, I am. But for what they did. <laughs> actually, one of my really good friends is real. German. I have friends that are German, so. Don't call me anti-German. Germany. They actually did really well in men's hockey in the Olympics. Oh, good. Yeah, they killed it. Yeah, you wanted to talk about the Olympics. I'm sorry, folks. I didn't watch it. It's not that I'm not. It's not that I'm anti-American, which I am anyway. It doesn't have anything to do with the the Olympics. But I just don't have time. Uh, Well, we had it. Like, Roy, he had it on. Yeah, you were working at the same time. Yeah, so like I would watch it. The curling is such an awesome thing to watch. I love watching curling, and I am not ashamed. No shame here. But I feel like curling should be limited to like curling weights. Right. What is that curling? Because you're curling. They're like the ice? using a Swiffer on the ice. No, I know that one. Did you ever see the cat? Yes. Cat curling's the best. Oh my god, Roy showed it to me. It was amazing. Oh, I amazing. sent him that. Oh my god, he couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> He could not stop. He was cracking up. And we I was should like, just what use. So funny. Listen, if you use live objects for curling, you will definitely get a bigger crowd. For sure. Can you imagine curling with Bodie? I want a guinea pig curling. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, uh, would Bodie do the curling? Bodie, do you want to curl? You don't have to wrap her legs in duct tape. She's like, I have no <laughs> idea what you're saying because you're not talking about food. Um, yeah. Um, USA Women's. Hockey. They won the gold. Oh, that's fantastic. They killed it. That was that such a good so, game. Ow, Bodie. That's my tattoo you're scratching on. <laughs> um, that's great. That's huge. Any, yeah, that was great. Listen, I'm so glad that America can win in any event. It's great. We need as much jingoism and national pride than ever now that we have a nationalist in office. Yeah, they should have used Fergie for the national anthem, but whatever. Too bad. They just didn't know. They didn't know how good it was. should have had her skate out. Come on, buddy. Oh, which reminds me. Yes. I'm driving in Hollywood the other day, and an actual person in his car, like an actual grown man in his car, I pull up next to him. He is jamming out to the national anthem the same way I would to To Eye of the Tiger. No, like to the good one, to the good version. But like... He's jamming out, like headbanging and yeah, all. Yeah, that's a trip. Just killing it. Not Jimi Hendrix version. No, like Who sang, straight like, up the classical original? version wow. of a national anthem. Like you don't see that in Hollywood it. that often, folks. But uh, and for specific reasons, right? You see that? That's more of a. Uh, I don't know. Like I, he I, was so proud I feel to like be it's an American. More a Southern or Midwestern thing, right? Y- yeah, like you would see that maybe in Texas, right? Not yeah. like on. Um, fucking sunset boulevard although you might also see it in long island or brooklyn because there's certain areas that are very you see some weird shit here you see some weird shit here well that's a given you see weird shit that is weird shit i expect it i'm driving downtown the other day that's different and there's this guy on his bike like driving through like the middle of one-way streets just blocking all the cars and he's on his bike and he's got like one of his back legs like hiked up like he's figure skating or something, you know? And he's got a smile on his face and he's just flicking everyone off. Ladies and gentlemen, don't do meth. Seriously. Like, I was like, PSA oh, I expected you to be here. From a man on a bike with his leg up in a G string and leg warmers. <laughs> like he was having the time of his life. And he even like stopped cars to make sure that they saw him giving them the finger. Uh, like he see, was. See, everybody's it. desperate. A little callback. Everybody's <laughs> desperate to stay relevant. <laughs> 
Even relevant. if it just means being relevant on a bike. Yeah, he was he was um, truly working at being relevant. <laughs> it takes moment. a lot of work. Yeah. Hey, give, it's a give, rough time, give me a ladies and gentlemen. A nickname. Jingles. Jingles. And an adjective while you're at it. Filthy. Ooh. Filthy. Like that dude on the bike. You're filthy, filthy. Like it. I like it. Like Bodie's booty. So, you wrote a book. Yes, I did. Let's hear it. Let's hear about it. Uh, it's called Number One Son. I've heard like a lot of it, and it's like hilarious. It's Number One Son. Should we play a little clip? By the yeah. way, you made me great. Chelsea made the most amazing one-minute clips for my story, and she did an amazing job. We'll play one of them now that's actually up on my Instagram. I've been uh, getting better at Adobe Premiere, so. Uh, And it shows. (laughs) It really shows. Here's uh, one of the clips. Most of them were sealed with the prescription labels ripped off. I took two Dilaudid, a Soma, and a Xanax, and a swig off the Tussinex. Mm -mm. I zipped the bag shut, and with a feeling of security and confidence, pushed it deep into the trunk. Then I opened the Amex bag. There were bundles of $100 bills, rubber-banded together, 10,000 written on each in Dr. Dan's handwriting, 17 stacks in all, $170,000. They kept all this money in the safe, right? They would go out of town, and I would go through that house. Like, you guys, it was like Disneyland for a drug addict, that fucking house. And I found, I found the combination, and I started tapping into this thing and taking money out. Of course, they found out. And this is years later, and that's where that money came from. So that Amazing. is uh, Amazing. a portion of the book. My mother was sitting there as I read it. Um... It was amazing. And those things, those things happened. That's, there's a main story and a lot of other stories. And uh, sorry, I just got distracted. I can't stand when people send me fucking texts because I don't get back to them immediately. And they ask, are you okay? Oh, my God. It's like, yes, I'm okay. You've known me a long time, and I'm okay. Right. Just sorry. Just side note. It's so annoying. Mm. Why? Because I didn't get back to you within fucking 15 minutes. Am I okay? Mm. Go to Coda. Mm. Al-Anon. I'm sorry, yes. Chelsea. Yeah, hey, it's just I annoying. Mean, yes, I'm going. okay. You know, it's most of the time when you call these people, and I'm, I will get back to the book because this is more important right now in my I, head, obviously. I can see that. I support you in doing so. so. Most of the time when people ask you, are you okay? Is everything all right? It's usually them that is not okay yeah. or all right. Yeah. And as soon as you tell them you're okay and you're all right, be ready. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's, good, I'm glad you're all right. Listen, I, you wouldn't believe I have my boyfriend, mm-hmm. my job, my, my mm-hmm. family, my this. Don't, don't be a power sucker. Yeah. That's another PSA. All right. Yeah. Anyways, the book's doing really Decent for a first-time author. I was on Mark Marin and went a great experience with Amazing. him. He was going to give me 20 minutes, but he actually ended up giving me a whole hour. What? No, yeah, we listened to it on the way back from Tahoe. It was a great podcast. It was really fun. That was great. It was definitely bucket list stuff. He's <clears throat> Here's why Mark Marin is one of my... I don't have heroes, but he's one of those very inspira- inspirational people. Mm-hmm. I have known Mark probably oh, 14 years. Wow. And... We both got divorced around the same time, and I watched that man literally go through 
the ringer, self-imposed or not, doesn't matter. Right. Had no idea what he's going to do. Was pretty loaded with suicidal ideations at one point, mm. and started this podcast in his garage and watched him build that and work that and get back into stand up and have a popular show for three years. Has another popular show that they just finished shooting the second. This guy, against all odds, as a near middle-aged comic, turned it around and it all started in his garage. So so for me to be able to do that podcast with him was definitely bucket list stuff for me. And it definitely helped me because I sold, as I said, for a first-time author, did really good on Amazon. It's still doing decently on Amazon. Nice. And I already have 21 really good reviews. I actually have one shitty review that I don't care about because the guy never read the book. He was mad at me because I blocked him on Facebook. So he immediately went on. Resentments kill, folks. But then all these people, like you can leave a comment and then people can leave comments under under that comment on Mm -hmm. Amazon and they just shredded this guy. So it was actually really funny. Oh, boy. So the book's the number one son and other stories and it's basically surviving really horrific uh, parenting. Amazing. And self-imposed crises and many rehabs and detoxes and bad relationships and Mm. really, really living on bad belief systems, ideas, and just basic survival skills because we never learned. And I think I can speak for you. We never really learned real survival skills and nurturing growing up. Um, So, yeah, it's available on Amazon. Or if you're local, call me. Hey. Call us. Email us. Email us. I will do a private reading in your living room. Reading. I do private reading. (laughs) I will do a private reading in your living room. Do you want some advice? But not in your car. Yeah, no. No no dark alley car readings, right? It's not good for sound, you know? It's not good for sound, and we might get arrested. You never know. I have not had to go to the street to sell my wares yet, and I refuse to start, Chelsea. (laughs) Um, that's, I, I, I respect, I respect you in saying that. And you know what? We did go to your book reading and it was hilarious. Wait, yes. Yeah. You know what? It's funny is I can laugh at that now. And my mother's who has 30 plus years of sobriety can actually be okay with some of these stories. Although she wasn't good with me talking about Danny stirring gravy really? with his penis. Oh, she didn't like that part. Yeah. So she I liked everything else edge. but that. Everything else was fine. Amazing. She was like, I didn't know that, and that made me uncomfortable. I'm like, oh. well, you know, it's it little happened. pieces of trauma. But I also told her, because at the second reading, I wanted to let people know how instrumental my mother's been in my sobriety and right. helping me with her being sober. That's incredible. And I don't want people to think that she was just some shitty mom, because the truth is she's been an amazing mom for the last 25 years. Yeah. And she's been sober for 30. Yes. That's am- That sounds like a fucking miracle. So Mike. Yes. I was thinking about this the other day. Cause this is the shit that like haunts me. Right. Yes. Other than the fact that actual people buy red cars on purpose, <laughs> which, you know, really truly haunts my dreams. Um, and wh- it should. Yeah. I mean like for a plethora of reasons, but you tell me, go ahead. You, you see red cars out there and like, wow, People chose that. People you know? chose to get pulled over if they're speeding. Right, right, right. Red so, is an alarming color when it's going fast. It's invasive. It's an invasive color. Oh, you're looking at it that way. Invasive or evasive? It's aggressive. Okay, that's better. <laughs> it's an aggressive color. Um, but like, 
So yeah, yeah. That's a really red good cars. Point. I never looked at it from a psychological standpoint. I always looked at it like you're an idiot because you're gonna get pulled over. Mm-hmm. Because cops, they said red cars get pulled over the most. You know that, right? Right. So what would be your best excuse when pulled over? Wow. Do you ever think about that? I'm a blood. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Yeah, it's I got the a red fucking, car. I got a red ass motherfucking focus. What up with that? <laughs> Shoot, whoop whoop. Oh, that's sorry. That's Cribs. That's not blood. <laughs> That's so funny. I was in, I was in with Crips and Bloods when I was in a youth authority program. What? I love them. Let me tell you something. Crips, Bloods, Colonia Watts, 18 Streeters. They like taught me pride in looking my best. Wow. They showed me how to iron my dickies. They showed me to keep my K-Swiss, my white K-Swiss, nice and clean and white. Amazing. They showed me how to correctly tuck in a shirt. They show me like grooming and fashion that my 16 and a half year old ass didn't know about. Right. Because I was a kind of dirty hillbilly punk rock Hollywood Jew. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So I got this sense of pride and there was this real. You got some accountability. This is the wayward white man needs help from every culture around him. Gangs included. Because not all of us want to be cowboys and go to truck bowls. I for sure don't ever want to do that. Is there a truck bowl or truck bowl? Yes, you for sure don't want to do that. No. Although not, I do want to go to those scene. monster trucks that flip around. But only if it's in an area that's multicultural. I do not want to go. I feel like Florida. those are in Ohio. Yeah. I feel like I went to one when I was But like they a, do have them in Mexico. I, I watched it. There's a guy I follow this. I think he's some sort of cartel. I'm not even going to give his name. It's like a cartel leader or head, and I follow him on Instagram because he just what? Oh, he's such a badass! Wait, like he sprinkles. A cartel leader has he broke an Instagram. Into a, yes, he broke into a kilo and sprinkled. He broke off a chunk what? of the coke and sprinkled it onto his fucking huevos rancheros, and I'm like, this guy is in, on G, Instagram. G G is a motherfucker. Like, yes, I, I can't give. I don't want to give amazing. his name. <laughs> Can you tell me after? I need to follow this I guy. Will. That's hilarious. So and that would be just, your excuse. You're you're a blood. Yes, that'd be my excuse if I was a blood and I was really keeping it real, and I didn't give a fuck, and I, I was taking a chance of getting shot up. Mm. If I was a fucking blood, yes. I think I think they would just take you straight into custody. I guess so, but maybe I'm maybe. What if I was a white dude desperately trying to be a blood? That happens. They'd probably take you to a mental Again, hospital. because white people have really no history unless they want to be hillbillies or cowboys. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they would take me to a mental yeah. hospital. I mean, I, I, I probably I need a wigger intervention. I understand the blood thing. I think I would, I would pull, like, I'm blood D, you know? <laughs> Sorry, officer, I'm on my period. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. See? Yeah. You could have that car for that time of the month. Uh, nah. I'll I'll keep my gray one. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> why do you so have, why do you only have a red car once a week or once a month for a week long? Okay, well, that you know. the fact that I even said that proves that I have very very misogynist roots. I want every I want it to be no I want it to be known when a woman is at her time of the month. Oh, I by, think it's known by <laughs> her driving. Yeah, I guess she doesn't need to be driving a red car <laughs> or wearing anything red. Anger alone. Which, by the way, I don't subscribe. I don't subscribe to that. I've been no. in quite a few relationships with women, 
And I think it's because these women were spiritual and they weren't buying into the identity mm. of what has to happen every month. Right. I, I don't. I don't. Get, I gotta eat chocolate and be angry. I don't get those. I don't get the chocolate cravings. I get Are those you an angry? Like, all throughout the month. I don't get them just once a month. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm as I get older, I feel like I'm going into manopause. Yeah, man. What can you describe that? Can you elaborate? It's just a curmudgeonly. The hatred of world views and life and okay so i'm getting that too not then. wanting to get up out of bed and just look at things with a really <laughs> sarcastic pessimistic motherfucking view <laughs> and then i shake it off and i kind of meditate a little i make the bed i hate to say it i fucking do a little prayer Mm. On my knees after I make the bed. Get down on those I am knees. Not, I'm the most not religious person, but there's something kind of humbling about being like, all right, can you please take all of this anger and, and cynicism and mm. pessimism and mm. keep it for the podcast? Yeah. Only use it like once a week for an hour long. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or for improv. So just don't pray on Sundays. <laughs> don't, I won't. That's right. Yes. Just keep it fresh. Sunday's actually a really good day to do this across the board because if we do it early, we're in and out of traffic. Right. Most of the time you can get guests on Sundays because that's There's when no I did Mark. Mark outside. does his no jackhammer. Mm. There might be some jerk offs walking around the studio, but that's a different story. Yeah, for real. Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> Is that an odd area? It's a really odd area. This is the land that time forgot. Burbank and Cahuenga. Like, there's literally a gay bar, two buildings, or like not even buildings, like two doors. Which is fine, except for when they come out drunk and start cruising me. I, I'm, I shit you not. I don't want to be cruised by anybody drunk anymore. Like people think, oh yeah, she was drunk. It was fucking hot. She came on to me. I'm like, yeah. I watched a hookup in public the other day. Right. Gay hook, gay public hookups on the corner, right back here. It's my new website, by the way. Gay public hookups. Gay public hookups. I seen it. I seen one. <laughs> Was it hot? Um, Do women get hot watching gay public gay porn? No, I don't. I've Some never. women have spoke about that. Yeah, I don't. I've never. I've known a few. I mean, there's nothing like, wrong with gay anything. women who have. I've had like that's a trip. I wouldn't yeah. think that that would be the angle. Yeah, because I guess I. I, I think more men like lesbian porn than yeah. more women like gay. Gay porn, right? Yeah. It would make sense. Right. I think more women like gay women porn. No, I, well, yeah. Right? Eh, probably. I mean, I don't know. I don't I have had, the stats on this. I'm too the, busy doing other things. One of, one of my lesbian friends from a few years ago, she said that she could not watch lesbian porn because it didn't, it, it, it was obviously fake and it didn't turn her on. Uh, look, I haven't watched, uh, any lesbian <laughs> porn in a while, but I can tell you right now, I, the stuff I watched was not fake. <laughs> and I really don't even want to go down this road right now. She said that it lacked, it lacked authenticity. It lacked lactating. Auth- it lacked lactating. It lacked authenticity. And squirting. It lacked a dude. Um, it lacked a dude. <laughs> That's really right. Well, so what are your pet peeves? Let's just let all the anger out. Pet peeves. Um, pet peeves are very spiritually arrogant people. Uh, pet peeves are offshoots of any twelve-step programs that claim that they have the the answer. Mm, mm-hmm. um, pet peeves. I mean, I have the real obvious ones that probably a lot of people would have, but I really want to make it a little more personal. 
uh, pet peeves are really, even though I do it, is <clears throat> heavy judgment. Mm. When people heavily judge something and I make the mistake of falling into it and then I feel shitty later on. Because mm. ultimately I'm always judging myself if I'm judging others. I know that sounds crazy. Girl, I hear you. But that's the truth. <laughs> um, pet peeves is being pigeonholed uh, for my skin color. Mm. Or that I've had it easy or something or whatever. It, and it's not to be... <clears throat> and that's not to be insensitive to minorities, to women... Or to anything, transgenders, gays. It's not about being insensitive to that. Yeah. But I don't want to be pigeonholed as the guy, the white guy that's always had it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to feel guilty or filled with shame because I'm a white dude in America. Yeah. You know? You didn't ask for that. I did not ask for that. And I also didn't ask to be in this skin color. Right. When I came, when the ball of energy came into this skin suit, it wasn't like I picked out the white skin suit. Maybe he's blue. Actually, I probably would have picked out, I'm a guy who wears dark colors, so I probably would have picked out a black, a brown, or some maybe trippy colored skin suit. I for sure would have chosen Tanner. Because I'm like translucently pale always, you know? Well, that, and that is not for any other reason, but you don't want to get skin cancer. Oh, yeah. I have to be like super, like we went golfing uh, two weekends ago and I did not put on sunscreen. Oh, you have to wear a space I was like, and I, shit, I didn't put on sunscreen. Yeah, you have to really, you got to watch yeah. it. And I'm Italian. Irish and, but not Sicilian. No. We already went through this. Obviously, yeah. you're not Sicilian because we watched the. We watched the, yeah, Christopher Walken video. <laughs> Christopher Walken and Dennis Hopper scene from True oh Romance. Yeah, that was hilarious. That you haven't seen completely. I haven't seen the whole movie, but I want to. The great thing is... It's on the list. That Chelsea gets to be schooled by me and Roy, who are probably... And Pat. Pat knows films, too. Yeah. If you ever get a minute with him, have him write a list. For sure. If you can keep him... I've seen a lot of good films lately with Roy. We watched Full Metal Jacket a couple weeks ago. That was incredible. He fell asleep. I was like locked into the TV. I was like, when? I don't want this to end. It's deep. And how it starts and how it continues and how it ends, it's almost like it's three different movies. Right. Right? But it's thread together so beautifully. It's gorgeous. By a master. That man was a master filmmaker. Anything you watch of it is The Shining. Uh, Yeah. So good. Even Eyes Wide Shut, which... I haven't Whatever. seen that yet. He's watch his whole body. I hear work. good things. What's his name? Stanley. Who am I talking about? Stanley Kubrick. Hey. See, folks. Hey, I know things. I'm learning. Yeah. A millennial who knows things. That's right. Uh, you say a lineal? A millennial who okay. knows things. <laughs> you just drop the M altogether. <laughs> a millennial. <laughs> I'm a millennial and I know things, damn it. I know things. Yay. Uh, which, by the way, will help your craft. I, I truly believe that if you go back into the archives of some of the best filmmakers of the 60s, 70s, 80s. Mm. I'll fuck, I'll go into the 90s and even the early 2000s because there's a lot of good stuff now. But there's really a rich body of stuff to pull from thematically, yeah. uh, actor-wise. Mm-hmm. Cinematically, if you're shooting it, you want to see what stuff looks like. I already feel like a more confident actress after seeing these films. Makes sense. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Very interesting. A lot of people don't act anymore. No. Or they act too much. <laughs> don't Overact. Don't get me started. 
Oh, there's such a fine line, right? Mm. I'm not an actor, actor, but I do improv and I can do serious stuff. Yeah. But I, I know when I'm overacting, that's what's great. And that's a gift. Right. That's a gift. Or I have somebody around me that knows Yeah. and can say, Hey, and like, they'll tell you. You know, like that's what a friend Roy's is. Roy's a good director. He tells me. Pat's like, a good director. He'll tell me, hey, in this scene that we just shot, you're blinking too much. And it takes away from the edit. And it's like hard to edit around. And it takes away from like the intensity of what you're saying because you're like fucking blinking in the middle of it. I'm like, shit, you're right. See, and that takes a trained eye. Yeah. The untrained eye won't see things like that because he's been behind and in front of the camera. He's been the editor. He's been the sound guy. Yeah. He knows what things should look sound and feel like in the realm of the piece of art that he is creating. He's incredible. Like he, I, he's my go-to when I work on auditions because he'll be like, Hey, that doesn't sound right. Let's, let's try something different. I'm like, you're right. Like he, he helps me get out of like, cause self can't see self. You know what I mean? That's right. So it's like, he helps me. What am I trying to say? He helps me look at it at a different view than what I'm looking at. it. Right. And, and I know how to speak English, I swear. Even the most prepared, <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing fine. We'll, I'll have a wordsmith come in here later and tutor Someone you. teach me how to talk, please. Um, Thanks. I'll go to the word well and bring up a bucket of words. and Let's sort through them for you. We'll just do a pot of coffee. That'll be fine. Um, I, I think, you know, and again, I'm not a professional in this area. I've been acting on and off since I was a child. But I think no matter how good an actor is, that there has to be that person that is just a notch better in seeing the scene and right. that would being the director. Right. Or even another he actor. See, he sees it like from an editing point. He sees it from a director's point. He sees it from like the views that I don't see it in. Right. You know? Right. I've never done directing and editing of a film. No. You know what I mean? So no, he me looks either. at it from me that either. standpoint. I have no right. And that is the, that ultimate piece of, that art, that finished piece of art is what people are going to be seeing. So right. If it doesn't sound right, if you're winking too much, if it's this or that, like those things need to be honed out so you can really get the pieces you want to work with without knowing that those should have been honed out. And why didn't I just say that while we were shooting it? Right. right. So, Like I'm, I look back at my um, my first movie, Dog Eat Dog, with Nicolas Cage and Willem Dafoe. It was directed by Paul Schrader. Awesome first gig ever, you know? What? Yeah, dude. It's on ne- It's on Netflix. Oh, you can I go know take who a wrote the book. It. Oh, yeah. Eddie Bunker. I'd yeah, met him a Eddie couple Bunker. of times. Yeah. He was one of my fucking heroes also growing up. Dude. And then Matthew Wilder and Paul Schrader got together and wrote this film. It's on Netflix now. It's called Doggy Dog. You have a Dog. speaking role on there. Yeah, that was my first movie ever. Fucking unbelievable. Isn't that amazing? Yes. But I watch that scene now and like I'm like pointing out Can we like watch that everything. scene? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm like half nude in it, but... <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Yeah, it's like... Weird. No, no, no. I'd rather just hear it. I feel <laughs> odd watching... My good friend's girlfriend half nude in a scene in a room yeah. in a room with a door closed and her dog. So I'm like on top of Nicholas. To I'm on top of Nicholas Cage straddling him, right? And like Roy helped me point out things that I could have done differently in that scene. And I'm wow, like, you're so right. Man. You're so right. What year did this movie come out? I was terrified. I, we filmed it in 2015. It came out in 2016. Yeah. You should be on and cracking, but you're getting roles. You've gotten yeah, roles yeah, yeah. out there. I've got you're two, working. I've got two movies lined up for this year. I'm just <clears> taking a break. In. You're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead roles. See, she's very humble because I just found this out about her. <laughs> it's not like she's wearing a t-shirt saying, I was in Dog Eat Dog, nor does right. she throw it around. But yes, right. 
What a blessing to work. Willem Dafoe? He was amazing. Are you fucking kidding me? He's such an awesome dude. Opens, opens the door for me. You should have been in the me. Florida State or one of those other movies. I, I believe. Whatever. I, I believe think so. I think you'll be just fine. Yeah. I, I, and, and you know what's so crazy? It's like I'll get like overwhelmed and like down on myself. I'm like, I'm not doing enough, you know? And then I'm like, I have a few films coming out this year. I've already got two films booked for this year. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck am like I worried features. about? Yeah. So like, it's why am I Chelsea. complaining? It's like some people. Nothing to complain about. Some people like, don't have anything, anything lined up yet. So like. Nothing. Relax, Chelsea. We're doing okay. We got. I got a book out. Yeah. You got two movies lined up. Yeah. We're shooting a project that I, I really don't want to talk about right now, but it's it's badass. Yeah. It's about my experiences as a sober companion. Nice. And I have a great, you know, Pat. Are you shooting with Pat? Production. Yeah, we're shooting nice. a little scene to add into the trailer. We want to have a proof of concept. Nice. I don't want to talk about this, but we're talking about it anyway. Hey. Um, we have the script written, which, you know, there's the... The script you write, mm-hmm. the second draft, I and hear then there's you. a script you actually use. <laughs> I hear you. That's why we're doing the table read for my script. It's in first yes. draft right now, and now I need to hear it yes. to go into draft do number two. Do you want to go over it again before we do a table read? No, you're good with it the way it is. Oh, I have. I, okay. I, I so do don't oft- need to do I that. do often, yeah. God, that's next weekend, right? Uh, March 11th. Gotcha. March 11th. Great. It's Guess a Sunday. What? I have that to do with you. Yeah. It is time for game time. It's time for game games. Game time. Grandpa's so, going to participate. It's time for game time. This is a Mad Lib script. I know you're stoked about it. Um, I'm stoked about it. I'm, so, I'm going with it. Yeah. Uh, throughout the show, you've heard me ask Mike for like random words, like name a city, name a country, and this is why. So we're going to get into it, and this already looks like it's hilarious. So here's the backstory. A 1920s reporter stands in front of a backdrop that has Wall Street sign and stock market sign. Stock market sign. There is a calendar that reads October 24th, 1929. Here we are at the stock exchange in the Bronx. We have exciting news for one of the leading economic economists in Wu-Tangville named Irving Jingles Fisher. Uh, we're not in the Bronx. We're in New York. Whatever. So tell us your filthy news. I have studied the market. And I have come to the conclusion that stock prices have reached a, what looks like a permanently high plateau. So you're saying this squirrel market will never end? What? I said squirrel market. You mean bull market? Whatever. And there's the opening garbage disposal. I love to hear the sound of the opening garbage disposal that starts things each day. Oh boy, people don't look very happy. What's going on? The stocks are falling. The stocks are falling. This is giant. It's fallen 11%. That's what they refer to as a hippo market. Bear market. Bear, not hippo. So what do you have to say now, Mr. Fisher? Well, geez louise. Do you think this will ever, this trend will last? No, I'm sure everything will be back to normal by Monday, Tuesday for sure. You heard it here, here folks. Economic expert Fisher is certain the market will come by Monday, October 28th, Tuesday, October 29th. <laughs> this Myron Lipschitz reporting from Trader.net. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot to blow the candles out. <laughs> you know, I love... I found that to be hilarious. It's pretty hilarious. That's hilarious. I think I could do that. I think I could do that. That is hilarious. You know what's funny is it's always fun to make light of one of the most horrific things that's ever happened in America where people were literally jumping from the towers of high finance 
They were on bread lines for 10 to 20 years after that. Everybody lost their shit. And then you get to turn it into a Mad Lib. It's incredible. That's what I love about millennials. It's incredible. I, I will, love the last line. I will partake. Line. I love the last line when he's like trying to say bye. He's like, I forgot to blow the candles out. Yeah, it's <laughs> so really good. Good job. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm down with it. Yes. I'm down with it. He's I down will do with it. it. I will do it. That's amazing. I thought that was a blast. I think it was fun. I really do. We did pet peeves. What are your pet peeves? Oh my God. Did we do your pet peeves? No, we didn't, but I, See, I can, so I can name selfish. a few. I can name a few. Um, I can definitely say that, um, it's super annoying when like you go to a store and other people are there. You mean just all together? Just, they're there. Oh, you know. And I hate it. So go to a 24-hour thing. Wake up at 4.30. Eh. eh. Well, you can probably shop at decent places, right? So this is when I put headphones in and act like no one's there. And I'll just do my grocery shopping and leave. Do you have social anxiety disorder? Ish. So you don't want to be around anybody when you're shopping? No. Like, I mean, I've, I've gotten a lot better with where it. Where do you go shopping? I- Ralph's. Okay, that's the problem. Yeah, that's my go issue. Go to Whole Foods. Go to Gelson's. Go anywhere but Ralph's. Ralph's like has Gelson's. the darkest energy out that's of any fucking supermarket. Ever. I went to Ralph's when I was a total crackhead because I knew I could get Chore Boy, baking soda, and one fifty one for the best possible price. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think I think my social anxiety has gotten a lot better um, since I've been doing this like work on myself. So now I I can um, for sure say I can't stand it when like people say diminishing things, but they say it as if it's a compliment. You know what I mean? Like I'm praying for you. What? Oh, I hate when people. It's so, oh my like, god! I was in a Ralph's and a guy said to no a girl. Something horrible just happened. I think my sister had just OD'd and died. And I was in a Ralph's and it was like two or three days later. Yeah. And I was just walking with my head down. She's like, come on, smile. Oh, I was that like, is, fuck off. That is only rude. That is only rude. Tell me to smile. Yeah. You don't know what my, you don't know my life. Like guys will do that to like a girl. Like I, I don't just like See, walk that's and smile. That's yeah. I don't walk and smile. That's just not what I do. This like, is your time of the month. Yeah. Smile. Hey, smile. <laughs> Fuck. No. No. Why do I need to smile right now? I've got nothing to smile about. Was this guy wearing a don't worry, be happy shirt? Probably. That or like a fucking like Ralph Lauren polo that's like bright blue uh, and his poly- his collar is popped for no reason. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you so. look like James Spader from fucking Jesus. Less Than Zero? Just had like long blonde, blonde hair. Smile. Fucking smile. Smile, dude. You're Ralph's. That's the part. Yeah. So like diminishing things, like I'll pray for you. It's like diminishing returns. Like the sounds like, or you like need backhanded to stop compliments. Ralph's. You look tired. What? Thank you. Just tell me I look great. Didn't ask sure for standing. that. Actually, pull him to where a camera is. Yeah. And be as rude as you can. So just in case he hits you, yeah. it's on camera. Suing your ass. Who's smiling now? So that's a now? really proper <laughs> pet peeve yeah. for Ralph's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You deserve that. All right. Grocery shopping Run with it. and other people are there. That's listen, the pet peeve. Listen to fucking Yugoslavian death metal on earphones, earplugs. I can earbuds. tell you another thing that is a pet peeve of mine. Go ahead. Honking. Look, I'm from Ohio, <sighs> and when we honk, it's because we're waving for to someone. For real shit. You know what I mean? So like here- You're right. People are just honking 
to hear their honk, I, I believe. When like, I, first I don't know moved what the fuck they're New honking York. for. New York's insane with honking. When I first moved here from New York, I disconnected my horn. That's how bad I was. Holy shit. Because I had two guns pulled on me Holy for honking. shit. The early 90s was really rough here in L.A., folks. People were shooting at I got shot at on the freeway twice. C'est la vie. Yeah. And you would think that that would keep you from cutting people off, flipping yeah. people off for honking. You, you didn't stop. I had the uh, phenomenon of craving, I guess, uh, for honking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's, makes sense. that's an inside. That's a deep inside AA joke. Legit, yeah. If anybody knows the doctor's opinion. Keep coming back. <laughs> or keep smoking crack. Listen, whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't sure. know what your fucking path is. If you, Get loaded. If you believe your life is not unmanageable, yeah, then fucking... Yeah, fucking suck and eat your way through all this. God, I wish I could. It just doesn't work anymore. Right. Good luck. If I could just sit around and eat sheet cakes mm. and go on sex fucking runs, I'd still be doing Can it. Can I tell you that there's cupcakes out there in the kitchen? And I I'm, saw them. My legs are shaking because I'm thinking about the cupcake and I can't. You I don't want to go thing. eat it. I just, they're good. They're good cupcakes. No, I understand that. But like when you eat sugar, is it a thing? Does it, does it feel, you feel kind of blunted and weird when you eat sugar? You know what it is? After I've had this, I've had a cupcake. I've had one of those cupcakes. Today? I, no, no. Yesterday for breakfast. And you only had one. <laughs> I only had one. But- after I eat it, You're not a real I addict. feel like shit. I feel like shit after yeah. I eat okay, it. Okay, good. So but I'm like, it makes is, my stomach hurt. Oh, then you shouldn't eat them. You know? I thought you meant you felt like, see, my thing, definitely going to be the stomach. But it tastes so good. Sugar fucks with my head. Oh, really? I get irritable. Fuck. I get irritable later on if I eat too much sugar. That's what Red Bull does to right me. Right now, I'm on what I, what, not what I call, what's called an intermittent fast. Nice. Because I wanted to do this before we recorded because I feel really crystal clear. Yeah. One cup of coffee. Plenty of water. I made these green juices that are in my car. Fancy. I make them at home. And I came here and I got to be totally clear and I wasn't all zoned out on a bunch of shit. Yeah. Not carbed out, not sugared out. Mm-hmm. Not all protein hyper. You ever get that when you just eat protein and greens? And you're oh, just no. like, <gasps> I had a salad last night. That, those were greens. This is the way you were. Ar- <laughs> there you go. That's greens. <laughs> Was I it felt, a, was a salad you bought at 7-Eleven? No, I actually ordered Portos in Burbank. Mm, that place isn't bad. It's delicious. Yeah. I haven't had do it you since cook? like... Yeah, oh, you yeah. do cook. You yeah, make that Roy and I, Oh, yeah. I make a good Can shepherd's pie. Can you make it pie. with turkey meat next yeah. time? With organic turkey Ground meat? Ground turkey, for sure. I'll pay for it. I got I'll you. I'll chip in for the organic turkey I'll, meat. I'll make it for the table read. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. What um, else do you put in peas? I love it. Uh, uh, no, I don't do peas. I don't like peas. Roy doesn't like peas either. Um, oh, I don't care about peas. So I do carrots... Green beans and corn. It was so good, folks. Yeah. You don't mind doing the turkey meat? No, not at all. I'll do the turkey meat. I'm so domesticated. I'm Can just like out really here cooking good quality, things. I'm such an asshole. Can you really get good quality turkey meat? I organic. swear to God. I swear to God I'll pitch in. Organic turkey Diesel's, meat. Diesel's like organic. Some good organic turkey meat. For you sure. may... Have to go outside of Ralph's for this. Uh, Gelson's is, is a happy alternative because I'm sure there's less people. See, there. I put together a table read and I Yay. get organic meat, shepherd's pie. I can. I'm gonna dress like a shepherd. I'm gonna be a shepherd. Shepherd's pie is tight. Can I be the and shepherd I over the pie? Load that bitch up with can garlic. Can I stand there with a fucking shepherd's stick and like, make sure like that a fucking thing? You shall not eat. <laughs> This is, we're doing the read. Oh, by the way, you don't want to eat Shepherd's Pie before the reading. I think oh. we should save it for after. Okay. Because I think. The, I'm not reading. The carbs. Oh, yeah, you can eat while you. you yeah, can, I'm going to fucking. I think the carbs and up. the potatoes. Look at me. I'm trying to control the whole reading. <laughs> Hello, Director Mike. 
Uh, nobody's eating the shepherd's pie before the reading. I think the carbs and the potatoes will slow down the read and not help you access your character. There you go. There you go. Hey. You will get your meal, your hot meal, after the table reading. Yeah. I'm going to come in I like agree old with you. I want to go smoothly. angry agent. Plus, you don't want like people having gas during the <laughs> fucking reading. No, <laughs> gross. This is a serious film we're reading for. We don't want little gas. Unless it goes with the scene. You're right. detoxing within the film or yeah. something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, that, there's a scene for that. I need to read the script, don't I? I'm sorry. If you want. I yeah. read 10 pages and it came to me to do the table read, but I yeah. want to read it before we meet. It's a, that way it's I know cool what my story. roles are. Might yeah. be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You have like Should 10. I print it you're out? You're like reading for 10 people. I can just do it on the computer. I don't need to print it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can print it out. I'm sorry. I hijacked this conversation. What else are your pet peeves? I forget what we were talking about. Pet peeves. Pet peeves. Um, let's see. Oh, I did the honking thing. Um, I think um, I've got so many. I've got so, so many. So should pet we save peeves. them for the next? Should we? Maybe we'll do. Just gonna make a list. Should we do two or? And we'll do two or three with yeah. an explanation of why right. per show. You don't have to leave. Another pet peeve is like. I think you mentioned, you touched on it earlier. It's like people who like have like the hugest egos and just like think that they're like the best person in the world and they treat others like shit. I can't stand that. You know, and that, I shouldn't say just AA. That goes across the board. It's, it goes like, especially in this city, especially in Los Angeles. A hero ain't nothing but a sandwich. I have a sandwich right here. Do you have a little mini hero? It was delicious. It's a Seven Eleven hero. I'm Roy's digesting. so good to you. I know he's great. Got you a Seven Eleven hero and a taquito. He's great. That taquito was delish. I can't eat those either. So good. If I get started with Seven Eleven taquitos, <laughs> we're off to a bad. And plus, it's so convenient because it's just like right there. Well, here's you know? the thing: you guys can eat however the fuck you want. We cook I healthy. Ate... We cook healthy, though. No, I know you do. I'm just saying you can eat. Pretty much like a maniac into your late 20s. I'm there, and my metabolism is starting to be like, Slows mm, down, bye. Goes into like this seven-year thing. Yeah. But I ate really ridiculously, probably into my 40s, and I still occasionally do. Yeah. But you feel it. You I feel it. You feel it in the morning. When I eat a lot of sugar at night and I go to sleep, I feel it. I get it's up like, and step like on my feet. My feet over. hurt. Yeah. It's almost like a hungover feeling, like my stomach is all bloated and just like, what irritable. did I do? I'm thinking of doing a fast this week I before need, like, we shoot. I need like all I'm of f- the coffee right now. That's oh, how I feel. That's my other addiction. I, I tried coffee. to st- stop drinking coffee once and it was... No. Actually, I did. I stopped drinking coffee for five months. I stopped caffeine no. and sugar for five months once. Gasp. And I felt like this connected clarity that was insane. I can't even imagine. I was actually not... I was actually abstinent. From sex too. For five months, I did this. Really, I did that for a while. Yeah, I was pretty crystal fucking clear. Now that I think about it, yeah, I th- I don't want to do that particular thing again, but I definitely would like to do a fast, and I would ultimately like to get off of animal products. Mm. I love meat. I know it's good, but sometimes you know, lately the, I've been eating whole... meat, and I feel like really like the, my consciousness is reminding me that that was a dead animal that was like interesting that i don't really know the origins of that's yeah. what freaks me out yeah, that that's why sense. of course the organic meat thing or it whatever. makes sense we don't know what the fuck's in chicken anymore well i don't know where it comes from and yeah. i don't know how they were treated right like i i think it's not look i'm not a pro PETA, pro animal rights guy it's just that i can't help my mind from going 
to where did this come from? Mm-hmm. This thing I'm eating. Right. What the fuck's in it? What's in it? Was it was it just beaten and thrown across a room yeah. and injected with hormones? Yeah. Like I'm seriously considering that factory factory farming food. It's just not good for the psyche, mm-hmm. physically, mentally. I'm not going to say spiritually because that's a little too gay. And I mean gay, haha. <laughs> you know, I did out the there whole, taking notes. I did the whole gluten th- free thing for like a long time. Like I did it for like months. I don't know how many months, but I did it for like a while. Like most of last year, I believe. And I think I lost like healthy weight. My face was thinner, but. Um, Eventually, I was just like, you know what? I fucking love bread too much to like not eat it anymore. Right. So I broke the diet. And since then, I've lost seven more pounds than I was when I was gluten-free. Well, maybe gluten doesn't affect you. Like, I'm like 112 now. Wow. I used to be, when I was gluten-free, I was like 118, 119. Interesting. Yeah. Well, gluten is a bad thing. And it's a real thing for people... I forget what they call it, but it is. It's a bad thing. This is so LA right now. I know it's LA and I don't care because I still do (laughs) eat gluten. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I just, I want people to know that it is a real thing and that it is a problem. Yeah. Uh, God, I can't, celiac disease is what it's called. Mm -hmm. So it is a real thing. I don't, I don't like, I know the difference when I eat white flour. Right. I just mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. I've eaten only white flour and felt shitty. Yeah. And when I do white flour sugar combo, I feel kind of shitty. Yeah. Now, is that because I'm a 50 something year old man and probably my body's not processing things the way it used to? I would go with that because it wasn't an issue for me. Right. But I am a sugar addict. Um, and I do want to say that out in the open right now. See, I'm an Italian. I'm a bread addict. Yeah. I fucking love bread. I'll eat bread for dessert. Bread's good. Though. Bread is so tight. I'm like Oprah. Do you like I sourdough? I love bread. Um, sourdough? Yeah, I do. Like a sourdough boule yeah. that you chop up. With and a you... nice doughy inside. Yes, warm sourdough. It's okay to toast it, but there's something about warm bread. And then you do like the, the oil and the, and, the, and the salt and pepper. And... I got to get out of here. Oh I'm my starving. God, Where's my so juice? Good, for real. Bodie, go get my green juice. Then you want to impress wrap it me? Go fetch my fucking green juice. Yeah, for real. Um, ahead, yeah, Billy. we can wrap it up. Next time we'll have a guest. Yeah. Which will be the next show. It's going to be a good it's gonna I be think a we should guest. have a guest. We should have a big guest. We should it's, get Willem Dafoe. I've got a pretty good guest lined up. Will Willem Dafoe come and do your show? I'll, I'll, I'll have my people talk to his people. Ask me if I do a <laughs> phone thing. Yeah, so I, I've got a pretty good guest lined up. For a first guest? Yeah. And they're down? Yeah. You're going to tell me when the show's over? Yeah. So it'll be a surprise for all y'alls. So stay tuned, guys. This was great. Thanks for tuning in. No, let's everybody thank Chelsea. She made this happen because my lazy ass could barely make things happen. It took me 15 years to get a book out. (laughs) If it wasn't for all these millennials, I'd be sitting in an old folks' home. Check out Mike's book. It's available on Amazon right now. Number one, Son and Other Stories. Yes. It's good. Even I think it's good. It's great. And I'm my own worst critic. I already know what my favorite part of the book is. Will Catch you? me, kill me. I don't care. But that's not in there. <laughs> Bummer. Oh, that's the greatest part. Is it in there? In the video. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. That yes, great. and check me out on Instagram, Michael Jason Marcus. Is that my note? Is that who I am <laughs> Are on you Instagram? Verifying it? Like, wait, what's my Twitter? What's my Instagram? Oh, my God. Am I t- check me out on Instagram. <laughs> 
Check out Grandpa on Instagram. He's oh, a, that's great. He's a Michael Jason Marcus. That's the number one son in other st- s- stories. All right, I'm going to go follow you now. I don't think I follow you on Instagram yet. What? That's I'm awful. I'm fixing it. I'm fixing it immediately. Um, yeah, check me out on Instagram, Chelsea Me Official. I follow you. Oh, you do? Yes. What? Maybe I do follow you. Well, um, yep, that's the show. Me and Marcus. Oh, wait, maybe I don't follow you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, We're going to fix this. We're going to fix Thanks for this having right us hey, in yeah. your ear. Thanks for tuning in. Fuckers. Thanks for tuning in. And we out. Yup.